Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like is patience something you have when there are way too many witnesses? Hi, America. <laughs> Hello, <Sometimes>. world. <laughs> My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and heathervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather bought some boots from a drug dealer this week. I don't know what they were laced with, but she's been <gasps> tripping all day. Wow. Welcome to the show, Heather. Hello. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy <laughs> Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle decided this week that from now on in, if she sees someone crying, she is going to ask them if it's because of their haircut. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. 106. We are on Series 2, Episode 106. 106 has a fashionable haircut that mm. looks like red strawberry licorice. Ew. 106 mm. is an Australian text phone emergency number. If your Barbie is on fire or a shark has your leg, 
you can calmly text 106 and use the emojis to your heart's content. Crowd Hunter should have did that. Sorry, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> your Barbie? Yes. Like in Ken and Barbie? No, your barbecue. Oh. You need to get with the Australian vernacular. Mm. Barbie. Not like Klaus Barbie, the Nazi, you know, criminal oh. from back in the day. Not Barbie and Ken. Barbie. Barbie. <laughs> See where we are? Like you've got a stroke. Goodbye. <laughs> wow. How to alienate quite a lot of our listeners. Sorry, Tanya. <laughs> Last weekend, an Australian man was actually arrested for driving a motorised beer cooler whilst intoxicated. <gasps> oh. The man was detained by police, then made the Prime Minister of Australia. Um. This is another true story. I was looking this up. A Queensland police officer, and by the way, Queensland, our prayers go out to them, had a bit of a rough week with the cyclone out there, didn't yeah. they? Mm. A Queensland police officer saw a car puttering along at about 40 kilometres an hour. So he pulls the car over and an elderly woman winds down the window. You can imagine going up to the window, can't you? Chewing gum, got the mirror shades on, says, Madam. And she says, I wasn't speeding. She, he goes on to say, you're right, you weren't speeding. But you should know that driving much slower than the speed limit can also be dangerous to other road users. Slower than the speed limit, she asked. No, officer. I was doing the speed limit exactly. 40 kilometres an hour on the money. The officer pointed out that 40 was the highway number and not the speed limit. Because 40 kilometres an hour <sighs> is a lot slower, of course. Oh, See gotcha. where we are. He then looked inside the car. She was embarrassed. He looked inside the car. There was five other elderly women looking quite shaken. And he said, are these women OK? And she said, yes, they're fine. We just came off of Highway 195. <laughs> and that, my friends, is a true story. So this brings us to the first ever MQTA Bizarre and Crazy American Laws. You oh, should do well. Because I know how well you did on the American citizenship test. Uh -huh. So now your knowledge of the law in this country will be stretched to its fullest. Question number one. Points to be had very early on in the game. Excellent. In California, you are not allowed to eat a dead what, Miss Morris? Raccoon. You're not allowed to eat dead raccoons in California. What are we going to go with, Michelle? What are your thoughts? Whale. A dead whale. <laughs> How many of those have you hit in the car out of interest? The whale just stepped out in front of me, <laughs> officer. <laughs> oh, no, first drink of the night. Well, me again. Don't know where, don't know when. It's actually a frog. Really? <laughs> yeah. oh, I was close. How on earth? It's not even the same species. They don't even share any of the same letters. They in both fact, go in water. Heather was closest because it's got an R and an O in it. There you go. Well, a raccoon will go in water if you keep your foot on it for long enough. Oh. Surely. This is a very specific law, though, because it's not just dead frogs. It's frogs that have died during a frog jumping game. Question number two. That was a dismal failure. Mm -hmm. It was not a raccoon. I would have even given it to you if it was the right species. If you'd have got an amphibian, I'd have, if it was a new, if it was a toad, I'm philanthropic. There would have been points given out. Can't do a whale. I'm sorry. What are you not allowed to throw in Florida? Poo. You're not allowed. <laughs> yes, that old ancient... <laughs> Puritan game of crack tossing brought over from the old country. Look, my one's gone 
35 yards and taken out a window. <laughs> Need more fibre in my diet. You're going to go with poo, are you? Mm-hmm. Your voice. Your voice. Mm. I am not going <laughs> back in a box. That's the best radio ventriloquism ever. I will tell You're you, amazing. ladies and gentlemen, that my lips are not moving when I say I'm not going back in a box. <laughs> I wish that were the case. You're wrong. It's dwarves. I thought Miss oh, Morris, you'd have perhaps I embraced. Love dwarves. I will give you points if you can guess what year, and the closest one wins, so someone's going to get a point. What year was you not allowed to throw dwarves in Florida first introduced into legislation? 2015. 1920. Miss Morris has won the points. It was 1989, would you believe? Sweet. Wow. There. What can you not wear to church in Alabama? Be instantly fined, arrested, not allowed to wear this in church in Alabama. Sneakers. We've seen wedding photographs, I'm sure. I know. Of people getting married in camo mm -hmm. with a pair of sneakers on. I'm sure we've got those pictures somewhere. Michelle. A bikini. Not allowed. That's just the priest. Mm -hmm. It's fake moustaches. I can't believe you never got that. Oh, wow. No Gretcho marks. No hilarity and laughter to be had. Okay, question number four. What are you not allowed to do in bars in Alaska? Bring a moose in. <laughs> Let me throw in an extra word for you just to help you. What are you not allowed to get in bars in Alaska? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, change the rules. Why All right. Have another stab in the dark. <laughs> I'll give you another go. I'm guessing no points will be in abundance as well this time round. What have you got, Miss Morris? Sauerkraut. You're not allowed oh. to have sauerkraut. <laughs> I think wind is just the ghost of the food we've eaten, to be perfectly honest. There you go. I think it's a lady of the evening. A lady, a lady of the night. It's drunk. You're not allowed to get drunk in bars in Alaska. Yeah, Remind that makes me sense. not to go there. <laughs> yeah. Rough times. Final question. One point. That's all that's been given this round. <laughs> What do you have to keep up in Michigan? You've got to keep this up. Where? Otherwise... Anywhere? Anywhere, yes. Anywhere you go in Michigan, you have to keep this up at all times. Otherwise, you will be fined, arrested, and sent to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Uh, probably the American flag. You can't let it touch your ground. But I think that's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's not going to happen. That's no. not going to happen? No. Michelle, what are you going to go with? You need I points. I think it's your pants. You are on fire. Boom. Liar, your liar. Your pants are on fire. <laughs> I shall give you. What pants? Two points. Yes, we had this discussion several weeks ago. We are doing this show naked from the waist down. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's your pants. No, no plumber's crack. No gangster styles. This was passed, apparently. Police chief David Dix. <laughs> made it his mission in 2008 and obviously you don't want to be messing with David's there we go the atomic number 106 is allocated to Seaborgium a synthetic element that has to be created in a laboratory and is not found anywhere in nature my ex cooked a bit like that the neighbours thought we were choosing a new Pope every time she went in the kitchen <laughs> there are many many elements that are not found either naturally on Earth or have to be replicated and put together in a laboratory. We like the crystal, don't we? Moldavite. 
Yes. It's kind mm. of a very glassy, kind of green, see-through. This was found in the Czech Republic. A meteor strike hit Bohemia, created an element. So if you have Moldavite, it's very expensive, but you can buy it if you go to a crystal fair or a metaphysical store. It has many wondrous properties. Looks a bit like kryptonite, I guess, if you shun a light behind it. But it's not found on Earth. It is extraterrestrial. They suspect there's only 275 tonnes of it existing anywhere in the world. Because when that meteor came down and created Moldavite, it does not found naturally anywhere on the planet. It's a remarkable substance. I discovered today as well that helium, they reckon, will run out in 2035. There will be no helium left anywhere on the planet. No balloons, no squeaky voices. This is the God's honest truth. There's not an infinite supply and we're using so much helium and extracting so much helium. Huh. It's actually used as a cooling agent on things like the CERN Collider. It's used as a cooling agent. We're we will run need out. That. In our lifetime, Michelle, the sadness will be that we'll have a nice, bright, orange, shiny balloon and you won't be able to get it inflated and floating away. Yeah. Sadness in abundance, oh. I'm afraid. I'm sorry to bring that sad news. The earliest use of the term Christian church was first penned in a letter written by Ignatius in 106 AD. Huh. Now, each week I like to read out our mailbag. I like to read out your letters, your messages of support from all over the world. Tanya, who's currently lighting a barbecue in Australia in high winds, posted, Hello, you three. Lovely photo. She liked the photograph we took Aww. of ourselves in the studio before last week's Sad. show. Now, I suggested <laughs> oh, another snort, <laughs> have a drink. Everyone around the world can now take a second shot. If you're playing the Michelle Corey snort bunkum bell game, that will give you your second shot of the night. But this is true. She's complimenting us on the photograph of our three smiling, happy faces taken in the studio to show all of our listeners that we are real. You can touch us. We are three-dimensional. Although we get wheeled into a cupboard at the end of the show and we get let out the following week. I'm sure school kids do that. When I used to teach, the look of horror on their faces when they would see their teacher in the grocery store. I'm sure they thought we got tucked away in the stock cupboard that night and we got wheeled out again. I was working as an artist in East London while I was at my first teaching job. And let's just say I was embracing the bohemian lifestyle. So during the week, I'd have my suit on and my tie and I'd be a school teacher. But at the weekend, I'd have the shaggy beard, the long hair at the time, wearing an old pair of combat you trousers. You had a mullet. I didn't have a mullet. I yes, just had it swept did. back no, at the sides. It was a mullet. If you gel it at the sides, but it's the same length, it is not a mullet. It was a mullet. Moulet. Moulet. <laughs> it was a moulet. That's moulet. That's yes. mullet in French. It's yes. very informative, this show. Nothing else. Yes. Classing sure. it up. Keeping we are. it classy. Keeping it classy and informative. I want you to leave this yeah. show. Don't knowing it up, Lee. With more than you arrived with. Yes, knowing that you had a mullet. I didn't have a mullet. It was. So I had a pair of combat trousers on, which were fashionable at the time. Mm. Youngsters of the period thought to themselves, I don't want to be wearing jeans. That's the clothes of my parents. I'll wear combat trousers. Covered in paint. An old pair of Converse trainers on covered in holes toes poking out old t-shirt i look like a vagrant one of my students saw me in the market on sunday morning went to come up to me and talk to me and her parents dragged her away thinking they, she was going to give me 15 pence for a cup of tea she had to explain to them that that was mr lee the head of the art department i was yes. embarrassed nice but this is where we are so 
I have no idea where we are. So let us just crack on with this. <laughs> Why am I even discussing this? Photographs. Yes, photographs. She said, lovely photo. Next step, video podcasting. Oh. Yes, please. Oh. That may be a possibility. Mm-hmm. That may be. Mm. We may have a nip and a tuck, a shave. Heather might do something as well. A little bit of, uh, wow. bit of a style to your hair. A little bit of a graduated bob, maybe. Some decent clothing. We'll take a picture. You'll get rid of your mullet. I'll get rid of my mullet. <laughs> I'll shave my moustache. Everyone's good. Yes. How are you, German heritage? This is where we are. Fran has asked. Adrian has not said squirrel in a while. Mm. I wish he had a squirrel joke. Why did the squirrel swim on his back? Because he was in my toilet. <laughs> I won't read the answer out to that scene. We may be taken off the air. She said, excellent show. But much too short. If it was any longer, we'd be losing valuable time at the bar. Martin in New York, our regular listener and good friend Martin, posted, I thought Adrian did the show in a tie and jacket. Referring to last week's photograph of me in a slate grey t-shirt. That is true. There's no need for my standards to drop just because I'm over here. Martin has also suggested an addition to the MQTA drinking game, two drinks every time Adrian says, I love this show. So I think we can add that to the list. Obviously looking to get more drunk than previous weekends. Why not? He goes on to say, I look forward every Friday night. I know it would be filled with laughter. Thank you guys for making my week. That's very Aww. kind of you, sir. We appreciate that. Yeah. Finally, Thanks, Robin has posted, I think Adrian should be awarded minus five for accusing a contestant of cheating on the chocolate quiz. Yeah. Sorry, Adrian. Isn't it bizarre, though, that this week I kept a tight rein and a beady eye on my stories and you never got any questions right? Or it could just be that I was knowledgeable in chocolate. Whereas you aren't knowledgeable <laughs> in ways of breaking the law. Of Correct. course you are. You're a fine, upstanding <laughs> pillar of the community that That's talks right. with dead people. If you wish to send us messages of support, you can do so on our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. If you join us on there, we have five and a half thousand followers. All of tonight's stories, all of the gossip, all of the cartoons, all of the video footage and photographs that accompany our show are much, much more. There are far too many stories on there for us to read out on a Friday evening. You're welcome to join that. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook. We are on SoundCloud. All of our shows are archived. We have archives there for the last four years. You can listen to those back to back whilst you're driving in the car, in the gym, walking the dog, maybe if you're allowed to listen at work. As well, and there's a little orange love heart. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud right now in the archives, why don't you press the little orange heart or give us a nice review? And remember, we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show at the top of the hour when we go off air in a round called Not For Your Mother. The stories from around the world this week that we can't read out because they're laden with filth and innuendo. (laughs) Filth. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. She have no excuse in not listening to us or finding us. And again, if you'd like to perhaps type us a nice little review on iTunes, we would be very grateful. We have a Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips, T I 
PS, for the International Paranormal Society, we currently have 93,000 followers on there. And remember, if you're listening in the archives, you can catch us first on a Friday night at 8 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. Dot com, a hundred thousand listeners in a hundred and ninety countries all around the globe. We have YouTube accounts. If you go on more questions and answers, Adrian Lee on YouTube, you will find funny outtakes. You will find several books I've read out for free of charge. If you wish to listen to me reading chapters from my book, How to Be a Christian Psychic. And remember my latest book, Mysterious Midwest Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales. From the Dead with the forward of David Ellison, the Grammy Award winning musician from Megadeth has also contributed to that. And you can find that on Amazon and in all good bookshops. This show is free. We do it free. We've done it free for the last four years. All of our archives are free and we will continue to do it completely free of charge. But if you wish to give us a donation, if you go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T reon.com you can donate a dollar per episode if you wish to do so and there's other options on there as well you can listen to the show first you don't have to wait the two or three weeks for it to come into the archives you can pay to have the show first we have the opportunity to do some podcasts some video blogs perhaps if you pay us a donation on there we're happy to do so we have to play for printer ink paper studio time and many many things as i said this show is free and will always be free but if you wish to show your appreciation we would be very very grateful we had some fun this weekend every weekend Mm -hmm. we have fun yeah driving all over the midwest with our team the international paranormal society which you can find at intparanormal.com or is it dot net it's dot net isn't it I think so, yeah. I believe that to be the case. But if you do a search for the International Paranormal Society, you will find us and all of our events and the things that we do on there. This weekend, we was at the St. James Hotel in Red Wing Mm -hmm. on the Wisconsin border, just southeast Minnesota. Fabulous hotel built in 1875. Lots and lots of history. I discussed this a few weeks ago when we were there doing another event we had some amazing evps we invited the guests along members of the public you can meet us you can investigate with us i do talks and lectures we show how all the equipment works and then we take people around one of the most haunted hotels in the midwest it's very successful we sold out if people wish to friend me on facebook they will see the photographs of that particular event you're the expert you're one of the world's leading experts on evps and audio did you want to discuss some of the wondrous spooky things you found in the st james hotel this weekend well i took a large group down into the basement area and i was it called the geordie room the jordan room the jordan room yeah the geordie room would be full of newcastle going why are you man <laughs> eating pasties that's the sort of drinking newcastle brown ale and genuinely being well, abusive there you yeah, go yeah she was so, in the geordie room yeah i was in the geordie room with a large group of people and uh, we heard some phantom humming that the whole group heard and we're still investigating that a little bit but everyone had heard that as well as a nice forceful get out was recorded oh. on one of the recorders. And the group of people that I was with 
had such a good time, they were begging the hotel to buy their recorders from them because they knew no one at home would believe the stuff that they caught on it. It was quite fun. The St. James Hotel lets people borrow DVRs to carry around with them. And it's free of charge. As long as you give them back, you have to sign them out because they know what room you're in. So you can't steal them. They'll charge them to your room. But they allow the guests to take digital voice recorders around with them. And the look on some of those guest faces where they're playing back an EVP and you hear get out right it was quite remarkable must have made their weekend they were very very happy what's interesting from a point of view of a paranormal investigator in terms of evidence is that these things are picked up on everyone's voice recorder so when you can back it up with other devices at the same time that makes that more impressive in terms Mm -hmm. of empirical evidence right i saw one of the best one of the sweetest shadow figures Sweet shadows. Sweet shadow figures. In a long time, I was in the vault area with a group and I saw a humanoid figure standing by the door and I knew something had arrived because everyone in the room suddenly went, and I looked across and there's a man standing in the doorway, a shadow figure, all in black. Remarkable. I thought that was an excellent event. I was very happy with the turnout. I was happy with the evidence. Mm -hmm. Everybody had a great time. Absolutely, yeah. We then, on Sunday night, because we're not done there, ladies and gentlemen, oh, no, siree, we're committed paranormal investigators. Yeah. We then got permission to investigate the old railway depot Mm -hmm. in Red Wing, the old station. And it's still in use. Amtrak still have a train that goes through there, I think, from Chicago to Seattle, unless it's been stopped due to political reasons. I believe it's still running as we speak. But again, we had lots of activity. We went into the basement. We have devices that measure changes in air pressure, and they light up if the air pressure drops below or gets higher than a certain parameter. You can fix the parameters. We have devices that light up if the temperature again drops or rises by a certain parameter. I'm not talking like fractions of a degree. It has to be quite a large change. We have motion detectors where if something moves, they light up as well. We were sat there in the darkness and suddenly it was like a Pink Floyd concert. It was the 4th of July. Every device was lit up, wasn't Uh it? We didn't know where to look first. So whatever arrived, changed the temperature, it dropped out, Mm -hmm. changed the air pressure and was picked up on a motion sensor. Then very interestingly, Scott, our team leader from Wisconsin, if you make Scott scream, you're in the team. Uh These are the rules. He went to investigate. He then had a loud noise over his head from the floor above. And again, that gentleman jumped some considerable distance. I fear for his health and his heart. I do too. I'm going to start taking a defibrillator with me. There you go. Unless we're going to have Scott investigating on the other side for us and joining our team from beyond the veil. Hi, Scott. But it might be difficult (laughs) to get evidence off of him at that point. But there was a lot of activity. Scott was followed. Yeah. We did a vigil in the waiting room where it's an old-fashioned wooden Edward Hopper-type painting with the old wooden chairs. You've got the porcelain signs from rail travel in its heyday in the 1930s, the ticket office. It looks like you've gone back in a time machine. And Scott got up to go and get a piece of equipment. And we have a static meter on the floor. It measures static electricity. Mm -hmm. So as you walk past it, it goes through a range of spectrum colours, like the rainbow. So as he walked past, the machine lit up, which is okay. It shows it's working. Five seconds later, as he's about 20 yards away, it lights up again on its own. Uh Uh-huh. And we thought, oh, that's a strange anomaly. 
Scott comes back. He sits down. Ten seconds later, it lights up again. We said, Scott, is it possible you're being followed? Do they want to see what you're going to get, what you're doing? So he got up again, just as a control now, and walked past the static meter. It lit up. He got 20 yards away. It lit up again. We were capturing an entity following him to see where he was going, which was setting the meter off sort of 20 paces behind where he was. So I thought that was pretty amazing as well. And we got lots of stuff. We've only started to go through the evidence. When we start getting EVPs and more evidence, we'll play them on the show. We've not played an EVP on the show for a while, have we? No. Perhaps we'll embrace that in the next few weeks. I like playing our evidence. I understand our listeners like our stories of our ghost hunting investigations and our evidence. So we will include that as well but we're not done there no sir we have much much more sure on monday morning we're not finished yet on monday morning we got invited into the sheldon theater an amazing theater in red wing one of the most impressive theaters i've ever been to anywhere in america wow now let's be clear it's the sheldon theater in red wing not in sheldon Iowa, Iowa or Minnesota or whatever. <laughs> this is true. It's Baroque. It's got gold, the red. Again, another Edward Hopper painting. Do you remember that famous That's Edward beautiful. Hopper painting of the of the usherette, of all the plush red leather seats mm-hmm. and the Baroque mm-hmm. gold and the old black and white films? They do plays there, of course. They show films. A very large building. We went around. We're going to do an investigation there in the summer. I wanted to give them a shout. They very generously let us come in and do a walkthrough. Even now, I believe we've captured a couple of EVPs just doing the walkthrough because we keep our devices running even when we're doing walkthroughs and baseline tests because it's amazing how much evidence you pick up when you're doing the peripheral things, if you like, rather than the vigil. Some of our best EVPs have been done in the downtime and Mm -hmm. when we've been between vigils and doing a plenary and so forth. So I thought that was very interesting. Large amounts of energy in that building. Not just from the lighting rig and the fuse boxes, but just the energy of performance, the energy of an audience all crying together, all laughing together en masse. You know, the human experience, putting on plays. It's just a fabulous environment. But our K2 EMF detectors were going nuts in there. I cannot wait to get in there and do some investigations. You're welcome to look that up. It's an amazing place. That's the Sheldon Theatre in Red Wing, if you go online you will see what a remarkable building that is. We have a very blessed life. There's worse things to be doing for a living than scrambling around in the orchestra pit of a theatre built at the turn of the last century. There we are. There is a show dying to get out. Michelle has scored two. Heather has scored one. I am yet to score, but everything's to play for in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings. A bone-chilling clip sent shivers through the spines of viewers after accidentally capturing something truly haunting. At one point, the 20-year-old presenter from California leaves the room, but the camera continues to record. She later returned and continued to shoot her video, and it wasn't until she watched the footage back that she noticed something creepy. The viral footage was posted to her page, gaining more than 800,000 views. Marissa explains that the camera had slowly fallen forwards, something it does occasionally due to the heavy lens. But as the camera tipped downwards, it focused on the bottom of the blogger's bed and a tiny childlike hand appeared on the floor. Of course it did. Suddenly the hand jolts backwards and disappears under Marissa's bed. I was creeped out. It was Thing. (laughs) It's coming to pinch your bottom is what it's coming to do. 
I was really creeped out, Marissa tells viewers. It has really affected my sleeping schedule and my mindset of how my room is now haunted. I'm sure. Viewers were suitably creeped out by the clip and many have given the social media star tips on how to get rid of the ghost. <laughs> Just move house. I would be so scared I would pass out if I was you, one viewer said. That doesn't help, does it, if your bed's haunted? Because if you move house... Your bed goes with you. Your bed goes with you. Mm -hmm. All furniture. You know, a house could be haunted because there's something attached to the furniture. Mm -hmm. I had my great-grandmother's bed when I was younger. It was Mm -hmm. her deathbed. I got given her deathbed. And I believe that to be haunted. I saw my great-grandmother wandering around my bedroom when I was a kid. But that wasn't the house. Mm -mm. It could be with the person. People can be haunted. Or I got something else. It could be bunk. Oh. 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 oh, what? <laughs> wow. Or in wonder. Have a drink. Wherever you are in the world, take a stiff drink would be my advice. It's true. I've done investigations before on private property where the person says, this house is so haunted. But when they go out and leave my team in there, it, there's nothing. And then it all kicks off again when the person comes back. It's following them. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with the house. Another commented, oh, my God, that seriously just gave me chills. I probably won't be able to sleep for a year. While a third said it could have been a mouse, but then it doesn't look like a mouse. It genuinely looks like a hand. It's so creepy. Uh One of those Californian hand mice that are so common, apparently. Mickey Mouse or Haunted House, you decide if you go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers. With Adrian Lee, that piece of footage is there for you to decide. I shall give myself two points for being informative and spookily interesting. Heather, what have you got tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? A medium has made a shocking revelation about a house that police were forced to evacuate due to paranormal activities. Vanessa Doroch, Doroch, something like that, visited Poor the woman. house. <laughs> Her one shot of fame and you've ruined it for the... Ruined. Ruined. Heather Maurice or Maurice or Miris. Morose. Or Morose. Heather Morose. Heathen Doris. Good old... What have you got for me tonight, Heathen Doris? <laughs> well, Vanessa visited the house in Puerto Montt in Chile to discover if poltergeists were responsible for reports of flying objects. The property had shot to fame around the world after a video showed cupboards opening by themselves and objects moving. Police officers were called to the house by the residents who originally claimed it was on fire before revealing the scary secret. And some of the police claimed that they were attacked by a knife that jumped out of nowhere. Really? They were playing a game of Clue. <laughs> There's that Californian hand mice again. Yeah. Only this time they got a knife, ain't they? They got a knife. You see, I'm going to cut you. See, I got a blade. See? I got a blade. You see, yeah. You whelk. You're going down. Yeah. I'm going to sing like a canary when I get down the station. Go blind me. The missus will never believe no this. No more one. Mountain Dew. I'm done. <laughs> okay. I'm done. Mm. In a surprising way, a spatula fell. There were several broken glasses and. And a phantom ma- homelet was made. <laughs> And mattresses were outside. Wow. Mattresses are outside. That was quite the party. They're living in Detroit. Mm, or a I, Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> the haunted Goodwill. When I called the devil to leave the place, I was going out the front door. I felt a knife that grazed my back, 
but I had a bulletproof vest on. Thank goodness. I was haunted by your granddad's clothes. It looked incredible. Wow. wow. I love this show. Uh, I love this show. Uh, drink, drink. No, no. The terrified occupants were offered somewhere to stay by the local authorities in light of the apparent haunting. But Deroch, Deroch, something like that, as part of the Chilean show, Mucho Gusto. What's that, a wrestling show? <laughs> Where's your Chile accent all of a sudden? My Chile. <laughs> your Chile. Mucho Gusto. Mr. Bond. <laughs> Wait a I second. Like Wait a second. Mucho gusto. Si, si. Decided to investigate. <laughs> Scary. And claims all was not as it seemed. She said, we went to the house. We arrived with the equipment. At first, I saw things fly. But then there were things that did not match. When we set the cameras, nothing happened. When there was no camera, things moved. We went to investigate a paranormal case. And in the end, we discovered that it was not such that it was a trick that mobilized all Chile. But she claimed there was still an entity in the house if you want the chile willies you need to go to our facebook site wow. more questions than answers Mucho gusto. in the house of the blacksmith the knives are wooden <laughs> a dad of one has revealed spooky footage of a ghostly figure walking past an empty corridor in an abandoned air force base renowned for being haunted by an raf pilot Steve Wesson, 44, visited Manby Hall in Lincolnshire earlier this year with his UK ghost hunting team and could not believe his luck when he captured the footage. The team didn't realise that an unknown figure wanders the background until they looked at the video later that night. But Steve insists it could have not been any of the team as there was no one else in the building. Steve believes he must have seen the shape in the corner of his eyes. He followed the suspected phantom into the stairwell, which footage shows was eerily empty. Manby was a key area for the RAF during World War II, and the hall was once used as an RAF base, as well as an old people's home before closing down. Steve from Kimberley in Nottingham said, The security guard went in the left room, and two of the team members and I were following him, filming with a camera. I didn't hear any footsteps in the corridor, neither did the rest of the team or the security guard. I must have seen something out of the corner of my eye for me to go there, but I didn't really notice it at the time and didn't take any other notice and rejoined the guys. As you can see, there are shadows on the back wall, cast from our torchlight, but no shadows cast from the figure. As you can see in the footage, the figure seems to be carrying a torch or bright ball, but if this was someone wandering around within the building, we would have seen their light and known they were there. Only security have access to the building. It was definitely not one of us, and there was definitely no one else there that night. I've done many investigations at old RAF buildings. I did an investigation once on a place called Bovingdon Airfield, which the RAF used, and the US Air Force during the Second World War. That was the air base that Glenn Miller flew out from oh. on his fateful flight where he never came back. And that was a mile... And his band? Well, he went on his own. I'm sure his band got there under other circumstances. Just first-class air travel for Glenn Miller. Yeah. He ah. was in the mood to go, you know, on the aeroplane that night. In the mood. Woo, I lost my trousers. I don't know them to be the words, but it seems to fit very well. Wow. And I managed to get a lot of 
interesting EVPs there. Now, that's a mile length of airstrip, I might add. I had a friend as well that lived in a house on Duxford Airfield, and that was an RAF base, and it used to be an officer's mess. And it was a massive house, and you could press bells anywhere in the house, and they would ring in the kitchen for the bat boy to come up and serve the officers, whatever they wanted, cup of tea. Oh. But there was a famous fighter pilot during the Second World War called Douglas Bader. They made a film about him, Reach for the Sky with Kenneth Moore, if you remember such things. And he was no. showing off in his aeroplane, and he was flying too low, and he had a terrible crash, and he lost his legs. Oh. And when he was captured over Germany, he carried on flying with artificial legs. He was one of our greatest fighter pilots, Spitfire pilots, during the Second World War. And when he was captured in Germany, the Red Cross flew his legs in for him. So he could, have actually, he could actually have his legs in the prisoner of war camp. And I joked with my friend that we could wake up in the middle of the night and see Douglas Bader's legs coming towards us down the corridor. Just his legs, nothing else. Coming towards us. Getting closer and closer. The yearly image of Douglas Bader's legs. Pilot light or crock of gold? See for yourself if you visit our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for us tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? A stunned dad claims to have filmed the ghost of a monk called Cuthbert peering out of the first floor window of a pub. Sean Reynolds, 33, says the apparition was caught on camera during a paranormal investigation at the Rutland Arms in Newark, Nottingham. TV director Sean from Liverpool in Merseyside said, When we saw it, we were wondering who the figure was, and when we enhanced it, we could tell it was something that shouldn't be there. When we saw it, we got excited. It's great when you capture something like that because it validates our investigation. The crew were taking the pan shots, and they didn't realize that this figure was walking across the window. No one was in that room. The lights would have showed them up if someone was in there. There were only eight members of the crew, and everyone was accounted for. The landlord didn't come back to the pub until after we had finished filming, so bizarrely, no one was in there. Local stories in the area tell of a monk who used to wander a secret underground network of tunnels and goes by the name of Cuthbert. Nice name. The footage captured by Sean shows a dark figure walking past the top of a living quarter window, which was empty, and believed to be the first time that the monk has ever been caught on camera. Wow. Johnny Monk or Johnny Bunk, you can decide. Go to our Facebook site more questions <laughs> and answers. Cuthbert. With Adrian Lee. I don't think I'd mind being haunted by a monk called Cuthbert. That seems a very I like that kind name. of easygoing, laid back, kind of monastic. There little, should be a sheepdog little name. Herb, Cuthbert the sheepdog. Yeah. Ulfbert. You've got a vivid imagination, haven't you? Come by, lass, come by, he's gone too wide. They used to show that on BBC Two in Britain. They used to do sheepdog trials and they'd televise it. Like Babe. Yeah, absolutely. That used to happen. They used to show that as a sport in Britain. Sheepdog trials. They may still do that for all I know. Cheap TV at the end of the day. Just got to have a camera, a pen of sheep and an enthusiastic dog. Or a pig. Well, that helps as well. (laughs) Yeah. That brings to an end the round of Pigs, Ghosts and Johnny Monk. I am on four, Michelle's on five, Heather is on three, and it's close and everything's to play for. As we enter the round, that is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men 
and hairy beasties. A famous musician has opened up after shocking encounters with aliens, including psychic communication with extraterrestrials. Brit rocker Dave Davis, 70, revealed he first saw UFOs in the sky above North Devon. I'm sure that he saw a lot of things in the 1960s. You know what I'm saying? He's very vocal about this type of thing, isn't he? I absolutely love the kinks. Makes me very happy. He said the government is well aware of alien life, but refused to say whether he thought there was a wide-scale cover-up. The revelations come after Apollo astronaut Alan Bean said he was convinced that aliens are out there. However, he doesn't think they have touched down on Earth just yet. In an interview with Vulture magazine, Davis said he started to receive communications or psychic impressions from the aliens after spotting them in the sky. He said, I've had several experiences seeing UFOs. It was really interesting. I saw them in North Devon in England, lights and zigzags in the sky. The thing about zigzags is that naturally terrestrial aircraft or terrestrial equipment like satellites just don't zigzag, do they? No. No. That's the point. Davis continued, you have an experience with a UFO and you keep those feelings and then it gets into your subconscious and super subconscious. Davis, who collaborated with his older brother Ray in the Kinks, was named one of the 100 greatest guitarists of all time by Rolling Stone magazine. When I investigated those feelings and what they could be, then I really got into UFOlogy. I could have sworn I was having connections with the dog star Serious. Can't be serious or aliens on serious. You need to go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee. You need to go and upload The Kink's Greatest Hits. You will mm-hmm. not be disappointed. Michelle Heathen Doris. Chuck Norris. <laughs> Morris Code. What have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? An Idaho motorist told the local sheriff's department... That um, a Bigfoot <gasps> sighting caused her to crash her car last Wednesday night. Yes. <laughs> that darn Bigfoot. <laughs> it didn't even look. Get out of the road. Both ways. Just <laughs> straight out. According to Pullman Radio, the woman who was not identified told the Latta County Sheriff's Office that she saw a Sasquatch chasing a deer. On a stretch of US 95 outside of Potlatch. Potluck. <laughs> just outside of Pothole. Pot, just outside <laughs> of Pothole. Yeah, she said the creature was shaggy and between <laughs> seven and eight feet right. tall. Was that you? No. Oh. Okay. It's a ghost of the shaggy. Studio. I figured it might have had a mullet. Oh. Nice. You know. You're still going with that, are you? 45 minutes in, you're still going with the mullet. It's not mullet. a mullet. I never had a mullet. Uh-huh. Whatever. You made do you th- it do into you a mullet. think I could have been a school teacher in the roughest parts of East London with a mullet? I would yep. never have got out alive. <laughs> How's that even possible? Because you all had mullets. We all had mullets. I just wanted to fit in. <laughs> I wanted to be like my friends. Just say no <laughs> to the mullet. My name's Adrian Lee and I had a mullet. See, admitting it's half the battle. Yeah, it took me two years. (laughs) (laughs) But to be fair, I've not had a mullet for six months now, so I'm I'm pretty much got it under control. You need your chip tonight. Your six month chip. Mullet free. 
Six wow. months without a mullet. I think that's got to be worth something. No yeah. squirrels, no mullet. S- several times I do find myself craving hairdressers in the middle of the night, driving past to see if they're open, looking to see if they can use the clippers on the side. But You know, p- what is it? Business in the front right. and party, party in, in the, the back. back. I want mullet-free haircuts. I just, <laughs> I just think of every line in Joe Dirt right now. <laughs> I know, I know. There we go. The woman checked her mirrors to see the Bigfoot, but as her eyes readjusted to the road, she hit the deer with oh. her Subaru Forester. That deer's having a rough afternoon. I know. He's it was being, chased by Bigfoot. He's probably got amorous intentions, and then it wow. runs in front of a car. Well, Pullman's mummy coming home. Oh, mummy's not coming home. Pullman Radio reported that the woman continued driving, picked up her husband from work, then drove to the sheriff's office to report the incident. Officers did not find any evidence of the Bigfoot, per se, but uh, they did look at the scene of the crash, and still no Sasquatches. No oh. hair, no feet. He's so elusive. I know. And so the 50-year-old, she did suffer a minor neck injury, and the Subaru took some damage, but no Sasquatching. How about the deer? I can't believe. I don't think it made it. I just think we would have seen some roadkill by now. Some, some big roadkill Bigfoot. Bigfoot roadkill, yes. Oh, no. Or at least something that's going to slow him down for 10 minutes, you know. I think the other Bigfoot feet come back and take the corpse away like ants where they take a dead ant away if you want to capture ants, dead ant dead ant dead ant dead ant dead ant why i should give you two points i have no idea why i've had too much sugar and i don't even know where i am at the moment michelle what have you got for me tonight in the round of ufos and cryptozoology i think the story is really fascinating the world's largest dinosaur footprint has been discovered down under, and it's as big as a man. A man's what? The full height of a oh, man. Oh, okay. <gasps> Scientists have discovered the world's largest footprint in a stretch of remote coastline known as Australia's Jurassic Park. The unidentified sauropod print is 1.7 meters long, just 5 centimeters less than the average height of a British man. That's very specific. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't it be a Frenchman? Well, because you said they're short. Yeah. That's true. The French are short. Yeah, they hung a monkey once because they thought he was a Frenchman, and that's fact. Yeah, I know. You told me. See, I paid attention to that episode. Yeah. It was found among an unprecedented 21 different types of dinosaur tracks and dwarfs a meter-long footprint discovered in the Gobi Desert by a team of Japanese and Mongolian researchers. Paleontologists from the University of Queensland and James Cook University said their find was the most diverse array of dino footprints in the world. The remains were unearthed in rocks aged up to 140 million years old in the Kimberley region of Western Australia. Steve Salisbury, lead author of a paper on the findings published in the memoir of the Society of Vertebrae Paleontology. Well done. Thank thank you. Said the tracks were globally unparalleled. He added, it is extremely significant, forming the primary record of non-avian dinosaurs in the western half of the continent and providing only the only glimpse of Australia's dinosaur fauna during the first half of the early Cretaceous period. It is such a magical place, Australia's own Jurassic Park, in a spectacular wilderness setting. 
This is an amazing photograph. These it footprints is. are huge. They that are. dinosaur must have been enormous. It was massive. There's a guy lying in the footprint, right? Yeah. And there's 21 specific types of tracks, and they represent four main groups of dinosaurs. It's amazing. That's quite <clears throat> remarkable. If you wish to see that, Jurassic Park or Off the Mark, you can go and have a look at that on our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers. With Adrian Lee, I shall give you a resplendent two points. Thank you. We move into the round that is the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are strange, that are bizarre, but don't fit easily into any other category, but are too good not to read out on air. This is the chilling moment a maid was caught on camera, appearing to be possessed by an evil spirit. Employer Naru Baker checked back surveillance cameras after noticing the wide-eyed woman acting bizarrely last Wednesday. She was horrified to see her in a creepy white dress, walking around like a zombie, bent forward with her hands behind her back. The footage <laughs> shot... This is why we don't have webcams in the studio. Wow. Yeah. We get that Michelle's doing the zombie walk. <laughs> This is remarkable. The footage was shot at Nero's appointment. Appointment. That's my normal walk. That's your normal walk. You're going to find a lot of money on the pavement if you carry on walking around like that. I bet you found a couple of dollars this year but alone. But I can't pick it up. Oh, no. You need someone with you to pick it up at that point, don't you? The footage shot at Nerul's apartment in Singapore went viral with some viewers terrified. Nerul said my maid got possessed by ghosts in my flat after she came out of the shower. It's lucky mum and kids were not home. Can you combat haunted shower gel? Combat, you could haunted shower hell could be combated by Pope on a rope. You've got evil shower, wow. evil oh, shower gel. Yes, okay. Pope on a rope. Pope on a rope. You could have good versus evil just in the small three foot by three foot cubicle of your shower. Why Holy water. Perfect. See, you could scrub the devil out of your body. Why is a shower haunted? What's gone on in that shower? Is it like a scene from Psycho? Uh, Attachments. Very bizarre. Many viewers yeah. believe the black haired maid had staged the haunted footage to try and return back to her home country. As if it's bunk. Justin Chen said, at least you wait until I got halfway through the story this You're week. You're welcome. He says, did you notice she does this at where the camera is facing? Why are there cameras in the bathroom as well, I might add? Why not? Fair play. <laughs> if you wish to go to madampeepee.com and visit Pancam, you're welcome to do so. She's not doing it near the balcony or partially hidden. She knows where the camera is facing and she wants you to see this. Mm -hmm. Still, it is unsettling to know your maid does this. It <gasps> seems she doesn't want to work for you anymore. Mm -mm. Enzo Lumpkins. <laughs> yeah, come on, really? Any that's, Lumpkins. That's like a cross between an Italian and a Yorkshireman. I want to meet Enzo Lumpkins. You know, if you go on Facebook, there will only be one Enzo Lumpkins. And he that runs sounds, a chipper. That sounds like a cat name. Enzo Lumpkins. Lumpkins. Well, we had Charles Utkins, the Russian psychic cat, sold for $65,000 two yeah. weeks ago. Perhaps this is his cousin. Yeah. Enzo Lumpkins. Claims he has experience with this kind of thing. He added, this kind of fake possession is very common. Don't fall for it. My maid did it previously. And she confessed <laughs> that she was what all other maids told her to do if she wanted an exit strategy. It's an epidemic. Who are these people that have maids in captivity 
fake possessions to leave the country and CCTV in bathrooms. Oh, excuse me, I'm due back on Earth at any minute. Who are these people? I don't know. Who has maids? Mm -mm. Who has CCTV in the bathroom? Really, Mm. really, really And who's taking people from foreign countries and keeping them imprisoned in their homes and not letting them out? You can't do that? Unless they fake... A possession. How bad must things be? <laughs> Next time I'm round the Christmas dinner table with my family and I cannot bear any more, my dad <laughs> making strange noises from his lower intestinal tract whilst trying to be funny with a party hat on, I'm going to fake a possession. I'll suddenly sit there and dribble a little bit and walk around like a zombie and I'll be let out of the country. There you go. Perfect. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of the very strange and the very bizarre? Well... A German hair salon is stretching the boundaries of who or what can be a monsieur. Ooh. Is that where they do hair? Oh. <laughs> See what I did there? The Harmode Team Salon in Dresden is now offering neck massages. 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 Performed by Monty. Monty's a large busted woman. Nope. No, Monty is the owner's pet python. Oh, God. Yep. Neck massages. By Monty Python. That's (laughs) right. (laughs) Oh, I didn't get that. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Monty Python sits around the customer's neck and gently pulsates in a manner that's probably soothing. Nope. If you're not snakeophobic like Indiana Jones, although a python tends to kill its prey by wrapping it around and squeezing it to death, Monty's owner, Falk Doller, tells TV that his python, Missus, has been trained to be slightly more gentle. Trained to be gentle. Mm-hmm. What, they, what they're basically telling you is they fed it before you get a chance to have a go with it. I'm hoping it's so. It's freshly <laughs> been fed. Well, the four-foot... With Californian hand mice. ...snake is 90% muscle, making him well-suited to task. Still, it's no stretch to say the customer, Nadine Connect, was slightly apprehensive about the massage. In the beginning, I was a bit afraid of it, she told Ruptly in the video. I thought the snake would be cold, but I should say, no, it was warm. It was very Nine. pleasant feeling. How's it? I tell you what pulsates. they've done. They're cold-blooded. They've stuck that under a heat lamp, made it groggy. No, actually... Heat actually brings reptiles around. That's right. When my tortoise got the sun on its back, it was off. It was climbing over garden fences, taking down deer. (laughs) We'd open up the back door and there'd be a dead badger lying there, its throat torn out, and the tortoise would be looking guilty. Right. Unbelievable. I know. Terry Phillip, the curator of reptile gardens in Rapid City, South Dakota, our neighbors, uh, doubts the snake has been trained. I'm doing the air quotes. Trained, I'm glad you're doing that for our listeners. Uh, to give massages, the snake is just doing what is natural for it. It's not a real massage. However, he says a snake of that size would be unable to suffocate a human. Thank goodness I was a little concerned. It sounds scary, but that snake is no wider than a golf ball. Do you know it's almost impossible in Germany to get a hands-free massage? Oh, my God. Wow. Mm-mm. Like hands, like All right. oh, yeah, we no, got it. You don't, ha- no. yeah, I got it. Hands free in Germany. <laughs> Monty's massages cost around thirty-eight dollars, but good luck getting an appointment. He only works two days a week, and he's booked. 
weeks. Yes, I said it. Weeks in advance. Oh, no. So oh, you can't God. get the full Monty. Oh, oh, look at you. You were thinking this whole wow. time. I've got a notepad very in front nice. of me full of notes. <sighs> Makes me very happy. I love this show. Oh. We enter the round now that we call Not For Your Mother. That means you have accessed us on our archives. If you'd like to leave a little love heart for us, if you're on SoundCloud, just click on the orange heart in the left-hand bottom corner. You can write us a nice review as you're listening to the fun and merriment that is Not For Your Mother. Your mother needs to be removed from the room. Young minors need to be shuffled off to bed. Miss Morris, what have you got for me first in the round of NFM? Of all the public toilets in the world, you had oh. to come into my... No, I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. George uh, Michael again. <laughs> of all the public toilets in the world, the ones on planes have to be some of the least enjoyable. I've seen some rough toilets. I've traveled all over Africa, all okay. over India. Uh-huh. I can't look a cigar in the eye anymore. Okay. I've the seen... one in Sweden did to me. Oh, that was... We were... New girl in the corner puking her guts up. That's We've right. seen some rough toilets, so, you know, lay it on us. All right. Well, firstly, the lighting is a disaster. Yes. In the plain toilets, right? No matter how much you might be brimming with rude health, one look in the mirror will instead show eye bags and cavernous pores and washed out sallow complexions. And secondly, there's often a queue. You know, like 10 people waiting oh, to get in there. Dropping their guts with yes. aeroplane food. I yeah, told never, you not to never eat. Never take the back of the plane seats. No, oh. you can't even oh. push them back, of course, because they Oof. butt up against yes. the toilet. I know. So if you're the sort of person who's happy to roll with the public loo punches, this might not be a problem, but usually it is. The faint meta-narrative and the bass notes of softly boiled cabbage wafting up and down the fuselage. Yeah, with Pine Sol air freshener. It's excellent. <laughs> but if you prize... I can't go. No, I can't. I, I'm sorry, I can't I, go. I try and hold it. Yeah. I'll do anything. Oh, man. If I, I'll poop on an air... in the blanket. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, poop in someone else's blanket. <laughs> there you go. There's a surprise for you, sweetheart. <laughs> There oh, it is. <laughs> so no, I, honestly, I'm my my bottom's twitching like a rabbit's nose. You couldn't grease a penny and push it up there. I don't I even like go. to pee in them. No, I can't go. Well, last thing I do, they call the gate number. Yep. I'm the last person to get on because yep. the moment uh-huh. I'm seated, we're off and down the runway. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit there with that filtered air going on. So I, I make sure I'm last call. I sit there waiting for last call. I squeeze the lemon. Last few drops, rush onto the aeroplane. That's good. I'm good to go for the whole flight. Well, actually, I don't know if you know this, but there are two prize moments to poo on a plane. Your I'm optimum, going to give you the gold two. That's the gold standard. The, the, the golden, gold number two. The golden window yes, of opportunity. Yes. So this is for defecation on an aeroplane. I'm that's right. Sat here, the prize slots, almost moist in anticipation. Yes, it's the prize poo slots. So Erica Roth is a former flight attendant who has seven years' experience working on commercial airlines. So she kind of knows what she's talking about, Mm -hmm. and she's probably had a tour, too. Uh, Speaking to the magazine, Erica revealed there's not one, but the two perfect, pristine moments. If you've got to go, though, you can't, like, you know, if you're touching cotton, you can't think, oh, I need to wait for my golden moment. You might want to. Because sometimes, if you pick the prize moment, according to Erica, 
You could have up to 10 minutes alone time and even take some reading material in there with you. So really, yeah, have some hanging time. That's nice. right. Right. You don't have to squish it out. <gasps> oh. There it goes. I always make sure I go over Wisconsin just before the plane lands. Oh, good God. The first slot, the first prime poo slot. Prime poos. Do you know, when I started this show, I wanted a really in-depth, peeling back the layers, informative, probing, paranormal information news reading show. News reading the show. Reading show. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like them there yeah, reading them shows. Reading, reading rots the mind. <laughs> that be there, the devil's word there, boy. You put that boy down there. Yes, but this, Mr. Lee, is informative. What eighty percent of our listeners probably fly? They're going to want to know when to go. Hundred percent of them are pooing. I guarantee that. <laughs> Unless you've been bunged up, I guarantee that hundred percent of these listeners have embraced at least one a week at this point. I would hope so. That's not going down. It's articulated. It's got an elbow. Well, the first slot. <laughs> <laughs> the first. Stop it. The first slot comes as soon as the seatbelt light goes on. Bing! Quick! Drop your guts. There's a race and you've got your belt undone. Yep. But now 100,000 people know this. They all, go, they all go rushing to the back of the plane and it goes straight up in the air and they land on the moon. Uh, and then the poo's just floating around in front of you. That's they a say, space peanut. <laughs> they say that's the best time to go because... You get first everybody, dibs. All no, the chemicals are fresh. No, everybody goes before they get on the plane, yes. Mr. Lee. Well, I think to myself, no, I won't go in the nice airport with all the luxury and everything clean. I'll wait till the plane starts up. That's right. And yep. then I'll show it the light of day. Yes. That's terrible. Uh, yep. So that's when you want to go. Didn't okay? they have to reroute a plane? Didn't a plane have to have an emergency landing? Yeah, someone I read that story out. The toilet? That's right. They yes. put something down it that was Yeah, it was, was like horrifying. from Manchester to Pakistan, and then yes. they'd been in the air five minutes, and yep. they had to go and return because mm-hmm. everyone was puking up. That's right. That's right. Okay, so let's pretend that doesn't work for you because no. you don't have to go right away. No. Okay. So if that doesn't work out or if it doesn't work it out, um, then the next moment to seize is just the beginning of the drink service. Because everyone wants to get their drink. Everybody wants to get their drink. So then you go rushing to wherever you're going to. Well, the bathroom. Climb the cart. (laughs) (laughs) Hurdle it. Yeah. Jump it. Jump the cart. (laughs) Um, Before you fart. And 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 I did not know this is a fantastic little tip. Should the toilet smell a little uh odiferous? Funky. Yeah. Then Erica advises asking the flight attendant for some coffee grounds to take in as these absorb bad smells. And then take them back know. take them back out again and give them back to her. No, That's it's a bit s- nutty. Because you smell Coffee beans in between right. perfume. That's I think it right. absorbs as well, doesn't it? Like putting straw absorbs smoke right. from cigars yeah. and cigarettes. If you yes. straw gets, I see where we're see? going. See, informative. You always You're leave welcome. this awesome. show mm-hmm. with more than you arrive with. I think this is how the Hindenburg disaster started. I just Uh. had a mental picture. Oh, God, of you, Mr. Lee, using the office bathroom. Oh, no. And us having to use those single-serve little coffee things and taping them under our nose. Oh, like a coroner. What are you suggesting? Mine are fragrant. Stop it. It is. It's like roses. Smells like roses. 
You, no, it no. doesn't. It smells like what you put on roses. It smells like a bad perm. Yeah, yeah, really bad. Burnt hair. How <laughs> did my gut smell like a bad perm? What's wrong with the two of you? What do you I might ask myself that. What have you got to be eating to have your gut smell like a bad perm? That's what That's what our question is. Stay. Yeah. Hang on a minute. I'll make your hair curly. Hang on. Look at my hair. Oh, blimey, you're like the Jackson 5 <laughs> in 1973. And mine's gone white. A, B, C, mm. easy as one, two, three. I'm rocking a fro and Heather's is white. Yeah. All Thanks from you. To you. Almost makes me want to video it. <laughs> a I man, think that's what our fans had. A man mind. swung a horse's penis around in circles before rubbing it with baby oil in front of a group of teenagers in a packed out park. How'd the horse feel about that? Well, he's still right, apparently, so he's happy. Uh, okay. What happened to balloon modelling and close-up magic? Where did these days go? Can you imagine <sighs> turning up to a children's party with a horse and saying, I'm going to make you a giraffe? Look. And kids go screaming in all directions. Kids like a box of whoppers. Hitting the floor in Walmart. Steve Cuff was spurred on to carry out the lewd act after he approached the group in Cambridge and used the horse's tail as a beard. When he got some laughs from the group, he decided to carry out the wholly inappropriate sexual act when he noticed the animal had become visibly excited. How? Well, I get that if you play with my beard. I think the horse was just enjoying the attention, to be honest. At first, he swung the horse's penis around in circles. I believe they call that the helicopter in the trade. And then moved his hand up and down the horse's penis as if he was masturbating it, the court heard. This horse was only Whoa. there, apparently, selling ice cream. Oh, I defense... feel bad for the horse. They made it have a job? <laughs> it was only there <laughs> selling ice cream. That's ridiculous. They haven't got poseable thumbs. They couldn't even do the change. In his defence, the court heard Cuff told police his son had noticed his horse's penis was in need of a clean and had put some baby oil on it and rubbed it to get the dirt off. What? So he brought... His own baby all with him. I'm off to the play area in the park with the kids and the horse. Where'd I put the baby all? The We've 54 heard that before, haven't we? year old has been with a group of about five people on Jesus Green. When the no. incident happened, it was Jesus That's Green. Not no. A, no. He'd been drinking that day and feared he may have been spiked. The call heard. Oh no, my drink was spiked. Let's go out and toss off a horse. Uh, at his sentencing at Cambridge Crown Court today, he was jailed for four months and suspended for 18 months after he admitted one count of outraging public decency at a previous hearing. Prosecutor Sarah Walker said that Sunday afternoon, Jesus Green was occupied by groups of young people, families and kids and was described as packed. The horse said he's not even phoned or sent a text since and he feels used uh, and cheap. And he hasn't sold any ice cream since. Oh, wow. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? It's disgusting. (laughs) Totally. We're on shaky ground with the dollar at the moment, and the cost of living is creeping up. In these uncertain economic times, who can be blamed for wanting to make a quick buck? I want to make a quick buck. Well, Well, here's how. Dreams could come true right now. Sweet. Tinder may not seem like the healthiest place to make this happen, but one girl certainly tried to use it to her advantage, which is either really quite enterprising or just unethical. 
20-year-old Maggie Archer is being labeled as a genius by many people because she's found another use for Tinder besides receiving unsolicited penis pictures. Oh, you're supposed to use it for other things? Uh, I guess. <laughs> I, I thought that's what it was for. I, yeah. Maggie's Tinder bio reads, send me $5 and see what happens. So lascivious would-be suitors will send her money in exchange for, presumably, whatever they can get their hands on. <laughs> Once the money was transferred to her account, Maggie simply unmatched with her benefactor, meaning they have no way of getting back in touch with her. So does this actually get results? Peculiarly, or maybe not, Maggie has a surprising amount of men take the bait. Really? How about one in five? You're not going to go to court either, are you? Because the chances are you're not supposed to be on there. Right. And secondly, you don't know who they are. And thirdly, it's such a small amount that it wouldn't be no. beneficial for you to take someone to court. Oh, we should totally do that. We're going to do this. Yeah. It's got her banned from Tinder, but, you know, we could see how long we could do it for. Yeah. Well, you could easily put something up anonymous or create a website. That wouldn't be the end of the world. It's really a foolproof plan because I'm not actually promising anything. I just say, see what happens. Yeah, see? Yes, uh -huh. you've been robbed. Oh, right. I figured it was too funny not to share. Also, I wanted to give more women this idea and share the wealth. See, it's, that is so nice. A spokesperson for Socialism. Tinder has since told that anyone requesting money on the app would be banned. But... We could try it. Until we get banned. Like, you're just going to get banned. Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. Like, that's never happened before. Yeah. Yes. From those photographs you sent last time. Mm-hmm. I see where we are. Miss Morris, you have the last story of the night. It has become Woo! convention on the round of Not For Your Mother. I got something exciting, Michelle. Late on me. But we're not going to show it on the show. We can't ready? show it on the show. It's a radio it's show. Top secret. Yes, there's only 100,000 listeners in 190 countries. What could possibly go wrong? Actually, it's a bottom secret. A bottom. Secrets about your bottom. Yeah. Glitter is all the rage. We've seen beards. Yes. Glitter beards. I like that. We've seen glitter roots. Actually, I don't think I've seen that, but we can pretend we've seen that. Yeah. We've got glitter eyebrows mm -hmm. and even glitter armpits. I don't understand the purpose of that one but they're all transformed into these sparkly creations the thanks the to vajazzle no that's vajazzle vajazzle is different and it's you do it totally your way. different is that yeah. like getting a little bit of grit in your eye bit of nut in your tooth something like that that's no a bit, an irritant. if you get a bit of glitter down there ladies and you walk around all day at the end of the day could it make a pell do you see what i mean that's not even where i'm going okay you're in a question. deep dreaming yeah I want fanny pearls. You can make up a necklace. A little bit of agitation. That's how they muscles. They get a muscle. They put a little bit of grit in there. And then a pearl is formed. But I don't have knacker in my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can see. <laughs> What's wrong with you? It's late in the evening. Apparently. I've had far too much sugar. The latest glitter trend involves rubbing glitter... All over your booty. My booty. Your booty. So every booty. time you fart, a puff no, of glitter. No, you're not going to be farting glitter. You're such <laughs> a dork. It's not inside your bum bum. It's going to work. Glitter gets in everywhere. 
It's like the herpes of the you, craft world. You, it gets everywhere. You, you put it on top of your bumgina. Yes. On your bumgina. Yes. No wonder I'm getting confused. So the glitter booty is the brainchild of artist Mia Kennington, who was inspired by the sandy butt look. I didn't know it was <gasps> a Luke that no. goes hand in hand with spending too much time on the beach. Kennington is part of the Gypsy Shrine, a group of glitter artists who host body art pop-ups at festivals. I'm sure they're pop-ups. Or otherwise known as unemployed drama students. Pretty much. Kennington has been posting photos of her glittery experiments on Instagram. <laughs> like a disco ball. You know, I see a future in this. Yeah, I, I know, right? It's a calendar for sure, right? Totally. Yes, you can be Miss October and Miss November. Hey. Wow. <laughs> wow. You're mean. Nasty. You are There's mean. no need for it. Absolutely no need for it. I could have it. a big pumpkin on one. Oh. <laughs> and a turkey. You could have a shamrock oh. for March. A love heart for February. Oh. Well, here are some of the looks you can have. Okay. You can do you can the... you got themes. Classic gold glitter... James Bond, mm. Goldfinger. The Rainbow Booty. Oh. The My Little Pony Special. The Mermaid Inspired. Yes. Splish Splash. Mermaids that people go crazy for Taking that. a bath. Crazy. Get a little tail. The, yeah. The Daryl yeah. Hannah, we yeah. call that. Yeah. So to get the look, do you want to know how? Yep. Okay. You stick your ass in glue and rub it in glitter. Wow. You, you need to sit in the damn corner. Craft corner. <laughs> Let the experts take care of this. That's okay. right. I'm Shush. Out, I'm out of my depth. I'm sorry. Shush. Shh. Quiet time for you, Miss Early. To get the look, Michelle, yes. you ask a friend to help apply some hair gel. Damn, Heather, I'm will this. you please apply the hair gel? Yes, I Can will. I get the camera? Which it acts as adhesive, right? Mm -hmm. And then you lay some glitter on top. Pour some glitter, glitter on me. me. In the name of love. You can also <laughs> apply some body paint if yes. you want it to look more bold. And colorful. Back in and the eighties, we 80s. can do like shapes, Damn. and we can do pictures, and we can apply. I have glitter upstairs, Michelle. I got it. I I have a lot of glitter. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Did you I like a mandrel's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Things I never thought I'd hear you say on yeah. the radio. Didn't glitter used to come back in the eighties with glitter? Like hair gel came with glitter in it once, didn't it? Or am I just imagining that? I think you're imagining it. No, I think it did. Yeah. yeah. You're imagining it. No, I had, back in the 80s, I used to have hair gel with glitter in. And leg warmers and mullets. Yeah, we know. Yeah, yes. you are the total package. Big shoulder pads. I had rainbow-colored eye shadow. Yes. I wanted to look my my dad. <laughs> <laughs> my dad. Roller skates. <laughs> Listening to the Human League. Yeah, oh, on a boombox on his shoulder. Roller skates. Ding ding. You can't beat a bit of techno, can you? We're gonna do this. Do it. I'm gonna film that. We'll put that out. <laughs> Patreon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing we'll get. It's gonna more cost more than a dollar. Than a dollar. But. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go to Patreon.com and search for MQTA Radio. 
One dollar will get you seeing Michelle's ass covered in glitter. Not one dollar. No. Two dollars <laughs> will see you. Dollar for each cheek, right? This is where we go. Well, all good things come to an end, so let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead batteries is Heather Morris, who scored six. But what? in resplendent <gasps> first place, winning the $33,000 IR camera this week is Michelle, Yay! who Yay, managed Michelle. to score nine. I creeped into second place with a rather splendid seven. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember... Be interested and interesting. Good night.